Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Let's join Pastor Brett preaching from the Gospel of Luke. In Christ, we have the power through the Spirit to overcome those temptations and overcome the flesh. But the question for us this morning is, are you willing to wage the war? Are you willing to fight and battle to defeat that sin? This is what Jesus is saying. If you want to follow me, you are acknowledging that your life's not your own and you don't just get to live in the flesh anymore, that you're going to battle your sin. Jesus says, are you willing to do that? And that was the first way that he says to follow him. The second way is to take up your cross. Now, we've got the cross up here today um, because I think it's a helpful visual reminder. You know, in the Roman world, the cross was an instrument of torture, suffering, shame, and it would have been one of the most brutal and humiliating ways to die, to be beaten, naked, completely shamed and humiliated and to be nailed to a cross was the ultimate form of punishment in that day. And so today we look at the cross and we go, oh, that's a nice little wooden thing. And many of us have a necklace and we just, it's lost on us, I think, in translation of what this thing really means and what it meant in the Roman world. And so imagine if you're one of the disciples in that setting where Peter had just said, you're the Christ of God. And Jesus says, yeah, but I'm going to suffer. I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to be killed. And if you want to follow me, you got to deny yourself. you got to take up your cross. Imagine at that moment what would have been going through their minds, knowing people and probably having seen crucifixions with their own eyes. When Jesus says, take up your cross, I think they would have stopped and said, whoa, take up my what? Take up your cross. Take up this instrument of torture, death, suffering, humiliation, and punishment. Take that up. What do you think would have been rolling through their heads? It doesn't sound like the message we often hear about Christianity in our American culture, does it? This says pain. This says suffering. And you can already see the three things up there. of What it means to identify with Christ in taking up our cross. Is Jesus literally saying, take up a cross and be willing to be crucified for me? Not necessarily. But as you and I both know in the book of Acts and in all of church history, a lot of people literally lost their lives for the sake of the gospel and willingly laid down their lives and were burned alive and were hung on a cross because of their allegiance to Christ. Now, is that going to be your calling and your destiny? I don't know. It might be. But the question is, are you willing to? If you were asked, if it was in, that, if it was in the cards, would you be willing And so taking up our cross today means that we identify with Christ in his suffering in his surrender, and in his sacrifice. So he surrendered his life. He willingly laid it down. He sacrificed himself. He was the perfect atoning sacrifice. And we all know, if you've ever seen any rendition of the crucifixion, he suffered very, very brutally at the cross. So as we share in the sufferings of Christ, this is another concept that is probably lost on us in America of what it means to suffer for Christ. It looks different, and I admit there's, there's a lot of things I can't even begin to fathom that other people suffer for the name of Christ. But are we willing as a church to say, I'm going to follow Christ in such a way that I'm willing to embrace suffering? I'm willing to embrace surrender. I'm willing to embrace sacrifice. These are all things that America just says, forget that. <laughs> don't surrender. Do what you want. Don't suffer. Get comfortable. And don't sacrifice anything. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. You, you do you. You know, be comfortable at all costs. 
And so many of us, I think, are well acquainted with the idea of surrendering our lives to Christ. Many of us have done that, praise God. But how many of us are willing or have been well acquainted with suffering for Christ or surrendering for Christ? Because that's what we've been called to. And the Apostle Paul is one of the many examples that we could look at who gives us a glimpse of what that looks like. In 2 Corinthians 11, Paul is trying to say, look, a lot of people claim to follow him. Here's my credentials. Now listen to Paul's credentials here. Paul says, are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman. And here's why. With far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there's my daily pressure, the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all of the churches. That's Paul's credentials. That's Paul's credentials. And oftentimes we think about a lot of things as, how am I doing as a Christian? And uh, what are my credentials? And a lot of times it's none of that stuff. But Paul knew, and Paul wasn't perfect, but he was willing to embrace surrender. He was willing to embrace sacrifice. He was willing to embrace suffering for the name of Christ. And so the message of the text is this. And there's a lot of false teachers in our world today that proclaim a message that is the opposite of this, don't they? You know, most false teachers or unorthodox churches are teaching something more like this that we'll see on the screen. That most false gospels are proclaiming that they exchange sacrifice for prosperity. They've exchanged suffering for comfort and security. And they've exchanged surrender for autonomy. This is a message of the false gospel, as as well as many other things. They say, you should be healthy and wealthy and prosperous and comfortable and secure and very successful and by all means, autonomous and leading yourself and never submitting to anyone and powerful and people should look up to you and follow you and all these other things. Yet, when we look at the life of the most successful people, successful people in the Bible, we don't see that kind of stuff, do we? We don't see this modeled in Jesus' life. We don't see this modeled in the apostles' life. We don't see this modeled in the early church. What we actually see in the book of Acts is a ton of suffering, a ton of persecution, a ton of martyrdom. So this message that we see in our world today is sometimes skewed. And so be mindful. When you hear messages like this, get comfortable, get secure, be autonomous, gather to yourself a wonderful, comfortable, prosperous life. Be very cautious of that message. Because the message of Christ is all about self-denial, not self-satisfaction. The message of the gospel is hard. And so Jesus never promised an easy life or a life without suffering or persecution. In in, In all reality, he forewarned us that there would be suffering, there would be persecution. He says, don't be surprised that you're suffering for my name. If they persecuted me, they're gonna persecute you too. So Jesus prepared us for this. In addition, The Apostle Paul gives us an incredible view of suffering and the trials of life as we think about taking up our cross. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, Paul says, 
But he said to me, speaking of his conversation with the Lord, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. How many of you this morning can say like Paul that I am content with persecution? I am content with my weaknesses. I am content with insults. I am content with calamities. That's hard, isn't it? I can't say that I'm content with those things most days. Even last night, my wife and I were talking about weaknesses that I have and how uncontent I am with those. The struggle is real, church. But may we be encouraged today by the the model that we have in the Apostle Paul that he understood the bigger picture. And so this morning, in terms of personal application for you, what areas of your life do you need to surrender something? Is there something that Jesus has been speaking to you and saying, this needs to be let go of? What do you need to surrender? Maybe there's something that needs to be sacrificed for the good of someone else or the good of your family. Maybe there's something that you need to endure in terms of suffering. Maybe you're suffering right now and you're wondering why. May I encourage you that there is a very good reason. God knows it. I don't. But the Bible is very clear that suffering is a very normal very anticipated part of the Christian life. So the question is not if you're going to suffer, church. The question is when you do, what's your perspective? God is still good, and he's allowing it to happen for very good reasons, and actually, it's very much a part of the cost. When we sign up to say I'm following him, we don't say I'm signing up for an easy life. Give me the path of least resistance, please. When you sign up to follow Christ, he says you need to deny yourself. You need to take up your cross. You need to follow me. Because where did Jesus go? Jesus lived a life of obedience that led him to the cross. And in the same way, we're leading a life that leads us to a daily cross. So, now, if that wasn't enough to uh, make us thrilled and say, okay, let's close close it up for the day, then Jesus adds another qualifier to the phrase, take up your cross. What's that? What's that word? Daily. (laughs) Take up your cross. Now, it's not a one-time thing, apparently. It's not, a, it's not a one-time decision. It's not a one-time confession. Jesus says, if you want to follow him, it's part of taking up your cross daily. Paul uses a very interesting way of talking about this in 1 Corinthians 15 that we don't have time to look at. But Paul uses the phrase, I die daily. 1 Corinthians 15, 31, if you want to look that up later. Daily. Whatever it might be, there is a cross for every disciple every day. And that is the cost. That is part of the call. But... Don't be overwhelmed by that because every relationship is like this. It's daily, right? Every relationship should be daily or should be in some way, shape, or form. And those relationships have good days and they have bad days, right? So our relationship with Christ, there's going to be moments that are wonderful, joyous, celebratory, mountaintop experiences, if you will. But don't also, will also include the dark days, the confusing days, the lows, the valleys, the utter wondering what in the world is going on. So we can't just take the good stuff. We have to also embrace the bad stuff. But really, in the economy of God, there are no bad things because the Bible says in Romans eight twenty eight that he works all things, good and bad, for our good. He works all of them. So we view them as bad and negative and hard, and they are. 
But in the economy of God, all things are good things because he's working them for our good and for his glory. That's good news, amen? That your suffering is not wasted, your trials are not wasted, your surrender, your sacrifice, your pain, your doubt, your confusion, all of it is a part of God saying, I'm gonna make you more and more into the likeness of Christ, Romans 8, 29. That you have been predestined to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus Christ. And he does that primarily through what we suffer. I got an illustration here that I found of a pastor named Doug and his family. And uh, they got the news that their five-year-old daughter, Jada, had just been diagnosed with cancer. And uh, listen to this excerpt from Doug's blog. uh, One week after finding out that his five-year-old little daughter has cancer. This is what Doug wrote. Listen to this. He says... This morning, as I sat reading my Bible and praying while Jada lay asleep and before the onslaught of support came in, I had a vision of hope for my daughter and for that whole matter, my family. In Acts 5, the apostles were called into the council and beaten, and they were told not to speak the name of Jesus. I have a vision for my family that says essentially, thank you, Jesus, that you have counted us worthy of suffering. For it is, easy in, it is too easy in times like ours to raise both hands in anger at God for what appears to be an injustice. But if we are not careful, having both, cl- both fists clenched toward the heavens teaches us a one-sided view of suffering and trial. That view, sadly, is all about me, or in this case, Jada. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.